CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Welcome to the Cities. An ongoing effort to promote women in the workplace is getting a boost as the group Women Lead Change expands its outreach in the cities. The group promotes women in the workforce by working with employers to get them jobs as well as advancement in the future. We sat down with its chief chief executive officer, that is Tiffany O'Donnell, during her visit to the cities. What is the point of Women Lead Change? I mean, you, you sit there and go, women have advanced so far, why is this needed anymore? In two words, it's workforce development. There is a war for talent. And what we see is that the really smart companies recognize they're leaving money on the table by not leveraging all the talents that's out there. So Women Lead Change looks at workforce development through a gender lens. And we look at it from an individual's standpoint as well as an organizational and strategic standpoint. Kind of bringing those two together. Develop females, female leaders, create cultures and structures where they can be successful. And ultimately, the goal is for those two things to come together to create a better economy. Well, there's obviously there's still glass season ceilings to be broken, but they're becoming fewer and fewer. Is it uh, the rate of progress is very, uh, um, I don't know, disconcerting? Or, or is it now that you're just tired of looking back going, oh my gosh, it was just last year that we had a first woman this and a first woman that? You know, I think the perception that the glass ceiling is um, not quite as thick as it used to be, I think that is a perception. I think if you look at the numbers, it's really slow going. And I think there are a variety of reasons for that. Um, There is a pipeline issue. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got to have people ready to ascend to those levels when they become, those opportunities become available. Again, something Women Lead Change is addressing through a really interesting 12-month leadership cohort um, working with mid-level high potential leaders, the pipeline, if you will, to get them ready to ascend to that. Um, But I think we also have to talk about the structure of the workplace. Uh, If being a chief financial officer is a a 60-hour-a-week job, period, end of story, you're probably going to have a hard time getting women to step up for that, but you're probably also going to have a hard time getting any millennial, male or otherwise, to step up. We really need to take a hard look at the way we work. And maybe it is 60 hours for this high-level position, but is it 60 hours in the office? Is it 40 hours in the office and maybe the rest at home, which I know most of my friends who you know, work out there do um, manage their time at home that usually includes a little bit of work too. So really looking at the way we work and making it flexible um, and open to all different types of people. Well, Women Lead Change is really sponsored in a lot of ways by the corporate entities in this area. So is it almost like you're an extension of the HR department that in a way you are telling people, hey, we can help build this essential part of the workforce and this is how we'll do it? We work with a lot of human resources 
uh, departments within the organizations. We also work with a lot of talent development folks, um, sharing best practices around you know, what works, how do we recruit, and then more importantly, especially when we talk STEM careers, how do we retain? We can, we can often recruit uh, women to come into our organizations, but if the engineering, for example, environment is still all male and the culture is still you know, very heavily male and not mindful and intentional about including others, women aren't gonna stay. Um, so yeah, I mean, we find it really important to, to, to work with all HR as well as, as well as talent development folks. Let me ask you though, even before uh, uh, women become part of your organization, they are of course young girls. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you've got the elementary schools, the junior high schools, and the high schools, and you, you mentioned STEM there as well. Is it becoming critically, well, it's obviously critically important to get women uh, or, or girls to get ready to think about being women in the workforce. Generationally now, is that just a given? I think there are still, there's still a lot of unconscious bias out there as it relates to our young women. I'm going to point just one example. In my school district, I have a, a high school-aged daughter who plays varsity basketball. Last, this past season, they were undefeated, ranked in a much better position than the male varsity basketball team. Every now and then, these districts will have doubleheaders, trying male, female, boys, girls, basketball game, all varsity, all the same night, to try and get more people to come, mostly to the girls' basketball game. That's right. kinda, that was kind of the catalyst. How do we get always, more yeah. people in the gym? So um, we've got this really great girls' basketball team that is given the 6 p.m. slot. Well, when you think about it, you and I know what the 6 p.m. slot is. It's usually JV, certainly not the varsity slot. So, okay, I know that, you know, subconsciously, okay, I'm in the 6 p.m. slot. This is the lens, just so you know, this is the lens sure. from which that makes, I, I see view where you're things. Going with this, so we've got though. this at 6 o'clock. We're actually undefeated and ranked. Okay, that's okay. We'll play the 6 o'clock game. 7.30 comes around, time for the big game, time for the national anthem. Oh, wait, where was the national anthem for the girls' varsity game? Oh, that's right, we didn't have one. Okay, again, no one intentionally saying this game is less important, but I don't know. Already we're not having a national anthem. Take it one step further, the boys' game starts, the lights come down, the spotlights go on, the bulls fire up music starts to play. Same gym, boys' team not doing as well as the girls' team, but this is, this, this is that quiet reinforcement of how things are. And I, I, I can't say enough that this is not done intentionally. This is the kind of stuff, though, that continues to happen that reinforces very quietly um, these, these paradigms that some of these young girls, high school girls, in a time when things are supposed to be more equal than ever, this is the kind of stuff that's, that's in the back of their mind. This is just the narrative. And then I wonder, because taking that a step forward, you have pointed out that women do have to help themselves lead. They have to uh, grab the bull by the horns. They have to assert themselves. Mm -hmm. It's instances like that, mm -hmm. like you said, uh, the underlying effects of, of society right now that really leads to problems once uh, these girls become women in the workforce. And you don't, you know, it's again, it's it's not intentional. It's all unconscious, subconscious. You know, but it, be, it becomes that our, our game isn't as important. First of all, we don't have as many people coming. But second of all, you know, even the, the, the bigger picture of folks don't think it's important. That being said, guess who had the spotlight at the next women's varsity basketball game? 
you're looking at her. When you talk about, you know, we can see stuff like this, but we can't, it's not enough to say, poor us, poor me, I want a spotlight. No, it took a mom going to the athletic director to say, hey, can I do this? For Absolutely, no one was gonna say no to that. But um, we, we do have to take some ownership of all of this. We do, as you alluded to, have to raise our hands when given the opportunity. There are real reasons why women don't, you know, aren't, that all wanna have 10 of the, of the 10 qualifications before they apply for a job, and a male wants to have maybe four to five and thinks I'll learn the rest when he gets there. We want to make sure, we want to be confident that we can do the job and we can be successful and we don't want to fail. So we don't even try. The organization Women Can Lead, um, relatively new in the Quad City area, but coming up this summer, Quad City Women Connect is going to be expanded and introduced. What do you hope to accomplish with that? Thank you for asking about that. This is a very successful program that Women Lead Change um, has existing in all of our markets, five markets across the state, four markets actually. We need one, we need to get it here now. This is really addressing the need of um, development all year long. We have these once a year conferences that are incredibly successful here in the Quad Cities. We just had our, our second and 600 people came to this incredible leadership development day. Um, But that's one day. So how do we keep that conversation and that development going all year long? We do it through Quad City Women Connect. So it's really our only membership model. Women Lead Change is is a non-membership organization. Uh, We are, all again, all privately funded by companies who support the work that we do. So this is a chamber model, if you will, where some of the region's largest organizations, typically, because they have the greatest development needs, will you know, pay to be a member, and what, what it affords them is a seat at a table of advisors, which is made up of um, really important, influential decision makers inside these organizations. They come together monthly as a cohort, so they create their own network and cohort, which is a benefit in itself, but they discuss these issues like you know, unconscious bias, like workplace structure, those higher level strategic conversations that need to happen at that level. And then that same group identifies what type of tactical development they want for their teams. And so they'll identify quarterly workshops that by being a member, they get a certain number of seats to come to that. Um, So it really is our effort to be present all year long to develop individuals as well as create this you know, this cohort of leaders, which these senior leaders who are women will tell you, it can be pretty lonely up there. So this provides a really great regular monthly network for them. That was Tiffany O'Donnell, Chief Executive Officer of Women Lead Change. And to find out more about the organization, check out the website at wlcglobal.org or contact the Quad Cities Chamber of Commerce for details. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.